Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber, and today I want to talk about slowing down when you're really excited about somebody that you're dating. Before we get into that, I want to ask you for two favors. One, if you really love this podcast, it would really support me if you left a review on iTunes. And to do that, you actually need to search for the podcast in iTunes and then so search Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast, click on it, scroll down a little, and there you'll see the place to leave the review. So I know it's a little bit of a hassle, but it makes a huge difference for me to read those and to see that and also just to spread the message more if you are getting value from this podcast. So thank you so much to those who have already done that and to those of you that will do that. Thank you so much. Secondly, I have a free guide. It's called Copy and Paste Texts for When He Pulls Away or Acts Flaky. And that guide is exactly what it sounds like. But the second favor I wanted to ask you is if you could write me on Instagram the text messaging situations that are most frustrating or anxiety inducing for you where you're like, oh, he texted this, but I don't know what to text back, or he hasn't responded to my last text, can I send him another text? And all of those little situations where there isn't really a rule or a principle, because I want to create a 2.0 edition of the copy and paste texts for other situations that can create anxiety and cause frustration. So the link for my Instagram is gonna be in the show notes down below. And otherwise, it's just my name on Instagram, Amber Grubenman. And if you want to get the original guide, copy and paste texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky, that link is also in the show notes. All right, so now I want to talk about how the principle of slowing down to speed things up, that was the name of another podcast episode I did, how that principle is really hard to implement when you're very excited about someone. And so I do coaching for people who struggle with dating anxiety. And the number one thing that I'm coaching people on is slowing down. Because when you're anxious, your natural inclination is to speed up. When you're excited, you speed up. When you feel scarcity, you speed up and you rush the process. And then usually things don't pan out in the connection, even if you might have been connected or compatible because you overwatered the plant, as I like to say. And so before I get into the specific details of what it really means to slow down, I wanted to address two objections that I get to this frequently. So the first one is, but I like them and it doesn't feel natural and I want to express this and I don't want to lie or inhibit myself or play hard to get or play games like I like them and I want them to know (laughs) and that's really natural and good that's how you want to feel about somebody you don't want to feel like you don't care and you're numb and you're not excited and oh I don't care if that person rejects me no we're not trying to turn you into like a numb stoic rock you want to be an emotional being but A lot of the times when we're rushing things, that actually isn't natural per se. So for example, when he texts you every three days and you're thinking about wanting a relationship with him, that is not a natural 
response to have because he's not showing you that he is that person for that role in your life. So in that sense, your response is not a natural response. It's like out of alignment. There's something off there that isn't making sense for the behavior that he's actually exhibiting. And so we want that excitement, but we also want your feelings about the person and your decisions about moving forward with the person to be based on their actual behavior towards you. And in addition to that, whether you're compatible and kind of having that more logical side that we spoke about two episodes ago. So really this slowing down is about one, creating the optimal conditions for your little plant to grow with this person. And two, reinstalling natural consequence to behavior and situations. So if you sleep with them and then they don't call you for three days, you should naturally feel less inclined to want to build something with that person. Or you tell them that you like them and they don't care, they're brushing you off, they ignore you. Like Any of that kind of behavior should naturally cause you to feel less inclined to create something with that person. So although it at first feels really uncomfortable and counterintuitive to slow down and get back to basics and reinstall that natural consequence, once you get used to it and you get in the flow of dating that way, it's the most natural thing in the world and it feels much better to be in alignment with the people that you're dating. So the second objection is, well, when can I finally just text the person when I want to text them and spend all the time with them that I want to spend with them? And the answer is gradually over time, the amount of time that you're able to spend together increases. And there's always going to be a balance between space and connection that you need to be aware of even once you're in a relationship. Okay, so now let's talk about how to actually slow down and what that means in plain terms. So the first recommendation I have for you is to not have dates that last over two hours. Two hours is a lot of time to spend with somebody, especially if you don't know them very well. And it's good to not feel fully satiated when you go on a date with somebody. It's good to feel like, oh, like I hardly got enough time with them. I want to see them more. That's a good feeling to have. And a lot of times we just like somebody so much, we just want to spend all the time that we can with them. And that's a great feeling. And you don't have to satiate that desire and that craving by spending five, six, seven hours together. Basically, you want to end on a high note, like, wow, I'm like just getting into this. This feels really fun. And now let's end it and then continue it a few days later or continue it through text or that kind of thing instead of let's spend eight hours together until we run out of things to talk about or get bored or tired and then end the date that's just not the optimal way to uh, spend time together when you're first getting to know each other the second tip i have for you is to wait until you're exclusive to have sex with them I already talked about this in the episode called Sex and Dating, and it's really, it just makes such a big impact, and it makes things so much simpler and easier, and I know that it's really hard to do sometimes, but I would just date somebody 
And as things get more intimate and hot and it gets more and more difficult to not sleep with them, at that point you'll say, hey, I really like you and I notice things are progressing physically and I really want to do that, but I don't think I feel comfortable if we're not exclusive. And that really is a good test to see how engaged they are and whether or not they are willing to not date other people in order to explore what's going on with you more. And if they're not, then you'll be really glad that you didn't have sex with them. And not having sex, it just naturally slows down the process. It forces you guys to get to know each other more and to build more tension. And it's just always a good thing. (laughs) One mistake I do see women make around sex and dating is a lot of women don't fully believe that they offer more than that. So they try to get a guy to want a relationship with them through sex and it's really important to understand that sex is a tiny part of what you bring to the world of the man that or woman that you're dating and there's so much more to you there's your time that is a gift there's your attention that is a gift there's your investment that is a gift there's a future with you that is a gift there's so much more to you and what you bring to them than sex. So don't try to use that as your main tool for trying to get somebody to want you. Okay, my next tip for you is to limit communication. So, so many people I talk to, they always tell me the same story. They're like, Amber, I met this guy, and he so this, and he so that. Yeah, we've been talking on the phone for five hours every single night and day and spending five-hour dates and all of that. And so with talking on the phone and texting, limit your communication. So the general rule of thumb I have is phone conversations don't talk for more than 30 minutes. Again, like end it on a high note. Really enjoy your conversation with that person and then end it when it feels really good, not when you run out of things to talk about or you're really exhausted from talking or losing your voice. And then with texting, the tip I have for you is to be fully where you are doing what you're doing. So I know when I felt really anxious in dating, I was so excited about the person that I was dating that... I'd constantly check my phone when I'm at work, when I was with friends, when I was at the gym. I just was always on my phone and if they texted me, I got so excited and I always want to check if they had texted me. So one thing that really helped with that was just putting my phone away, um, putting it on airplane mode when I was at work and just limiting my communication to when I was actually available. And so if you notice that you're bored a lot and you are just kind of hanging out at home on your phone and you have all the time in the world to worry about him texting you back, that can be a good indicator that it might be time for you to branch out more and invest more in yourself and get more involved with life so that you don't spend all of this free time just obsessing over this guy that you met two dates ago. And another story that I hear all the time is women and men will tell me, 
there's this great guy. I met him and we're talking all the time and he always texts me. He's so sweet. Our conversation's so great and this and that. And he took me to dinner and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll ask them, so how attracted do you feel, do you feel to them? And they're like, uh. <laughs> and it's not about the other person's attractiveness. It's just this lack of uncertainty and this predictability and routine and feeling like the person is always available. You text them, they immediately text back. They make you the top priority and you just started dating them. And that just doesn't create the attraction that we need in the very beginning. So along those same lines, my next tip for you is don't create a pattern or expectation of communication before you are exclusive. So that means don't now get into a habit of writing good morning, good morning, good night, like every day as a pattern. And now it's like expected and it it would be weird if you didn't write good morning one day. So you want to have as little pattern, routine, and habit in your communication as possible. And that's kind of what drives us nuts (laughs) with people, but it's also what creates a good amount of uncertainty that helps us be really attracted to people. And again, it's not like you're being cold or standoffish. You're just not in a committed relationship yet. And so the communication should just be flowing. Like when you happen to be inspired to text them something, you send them a picture, you show them what you're doing, then maybe you talk in the evening and then you might write something in the morning or you might not. But the point is he shouldn't be expecting a good morning text from you or a good night text from you or, oh, she always texts around this time. It should just be whenever you're inspired to do it or whenever you're able to respond to his text and just not creating so much routine early on. Okay, next tip is don't stop dating other people until you've had the conversation about not dating other people. If he asks you if you're dating other people and you are, you can tell him, yes, I'm dating other people. And how do you feel about that? Because it's not like, yeah, I'm I'm dating other people. Deal with it, bro. It's not like that. It's like you're responsive and empathetic towards his feelings. But if he hasn't made that commitment to you, then you're not going to stop dating other people. And it's really important because I hear it all the time that women assume that they're exclusive. Like, yeah, we haven't really had that conversation, but I just figure because of this and that. Never assume that you're exclusive. And I also hear women tell me a lot, well, I really like him. I just want to go all in on this guy. Like I'm not even interested in the other guys anymore. It's so important just for your mindset to continue to be open to meeting other people until it feels like this person is ready to commit to you on a deeper level by being exclusive. And one thing to clarify, by the way, is when I say exclusive, I just mean not dating other people. I don't mean officially committed boyfriend and girlfriend yet. Okay, my last tip for you is don't be decided on a relationship too soon. So this comes back to residing in a state of curiosity and always be wanting to find out the truth of the connection 
rather than having your mind made up about what you want the connection to be and then forcing it to be that. So instead of saying, like after one or two dates, wow, he's so amazing, I'm going to go all in, I want this guy to be my boyfriend, you think, wow, he's so amazing so far, I really want to get to know him more, it seems like there's potential here, I wonder how our next date is going to go. I wonder how he is with communication. I wonder how he is with challenges. I wonder how he is on the third date and the fourth date and the fifth date. And residing in that curiosity and wanting to find out the truth of what is between you instead of just getting really excited and trying to overlook red flags or not look at incompatibilities. And part of residing in a state of curiosity is understanding that the person who's going to be your partner is going to influence you on a really deep level. And it's so important to choose somebody who loves, values, and respects you and is compatible with you on many different levels. And also, like so many things. There are a lot of things that are really important. They need to be able to communicate and be emotionally mature and aware and growth oriented if you want to build something with somebody. So there are a lot of factors that need to be right if you want to create a relationship with somebody. And therefore, we can't know that that person is the right fit on the first, second, third, or fourth date. I mean, those are just arbitrary rules, but in general, can you see how you can't make that decision so quickly? And so when we're doing that in the first few dates, we're already decided that he can be that person in that important and special role in our life. That's again, not natural. It's not a natural consequence because there's no way that a person can show you enough of themselves for you to make that decision so early on. So thank you so much for listening today. Again, if you enjoyed the podcast and other episodes, I would love to see a review from you on iTunes. I hope to be getting all of your frustrating and anxiety-inducing texting situations on Instagram so that I can create a new guide for you. And thank you. You're awesome. Have a great day. Bye.